Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Hello, 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 family. Peace and blessing. Peace and blessings. And welcome back to another episode of Heal with Angelica Waters podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And on today's episode, I have a special guest here with me today, Taisha Jones, registered nurse, CPR instructor, and CEO of Gifted Hands Health Solutions. Here with me today to discuss the topic, Save a Life. Ms. Jones, I am very, very excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I am doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. Um, as I said, it's my first time doing something like this, so I'm excited. A little bit nervous, but I'm excited um, to just talk about saving lives and, you know, other things related to healing. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So um, now before we get started, um, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit, a little more about you? Yeah. um, So first things first, I am a mom. Um, I have two boys. They are three and five and they keep me busy. (laughs) Aside from that, I am a registered nurse. Um, I've been a nurse for almost 20 years now. And um, I've worked in the hospitals, I've done traveling nursing, I've worked in rehab facilities, and I currently do home care. Um, and aside from that, I run two businesses. Um, Gifted Hands Health Solutions is um, where I have all of my training courses, uh, like CPR, first aid. Um, and then I also uh, run a scrubs business. So all medical scrubs, all your work attire, um, I carry all of that as well. Um, so as you can see, I'm a busy person, but I really clearly don't know how to function if I'm not busy, apparently. So um, <laughs> about me, um, and I, I actually, like I said, I've been a nurse for about two years, but I, um, I got started with my business in 2019, and um, I just wanted to do a little bit more with my expertise, and um, I 
I had to get CPR training for uh, my certifications for work. And I kept on taking these classes and I thought they were horrible. And I, um, <laughs> um, but they were horrible. So I decided that I wanted to go ahead and teach them because I, I didn't feel comfortable leaving those classes. Like I would be able to actually save a life in that type of instance. So I decided I want to teach it so that I could put my own spin on it, go a little bit more in depth and just put more emphasis on the importance of knowing those uh, life saving skills. So that was really why I started my own business with it. And then being a nurse, uh, it was only right to add in the scrubs. I wear scrubs every day. So it was, it was only right to add those in there. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Did do my research on CPR. I found out that it is a life-saving procedure mm-hmm. that is considered a critical first aid for people who are having a cardiac arrest or shortage of breath. Um, a cardiac arrest can cause brain damage within minutes so CPR is significantly critical in saving a life so that brings me to my first question for you Miss Taisha um what started your journey in the healthcare field and the start of your business um G yeah start of your business <laughs> so um like I said before um I do more um with my expertise um I've worked number of um, cardiovascular um, specialties mm-hmm. as a nurse so I was pretty familiar with that um, but I also personally am familiar with it my on my father's side heart disease runs deep um, my grandmother's mother she his sister did and he also did. so um, I'm very familiar with the effects that it can have on a life Mm-hmm. And so um, just knowing that that's also changed my lifestyle, making sure that I'm, um, you know, reducing my risk of running so deep in my family. But um, just knowing that those safety measures, um, you never know when it's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. You could think that you are somebody who's a little bit more healthy and you have something going on with your heart and that causes you to go unresponsive. If there's exactly. nobody around you at all who knows how to do CPR or who knows what to do in that type of emergency, there's no way to save you. So mm-hmm. in every second matters um, with that, as you said, you can get brain damage within minutes. So it is honestly imperative to know how to do CPR, just have some sort of knowledge about it. Um, there's different you know techniques and everything that you can do to where it's not as invasive um there are a lot of people who don't perform cpr because they're afraid of giving mouth to mouth or you know something like that and the reality is you actually don't have to do that you don't have to go as far as giving mouth to mouth but the act of doing cpr the act of doing those chest compressions is really what's going to help preserve that person's life and hopefully save them um so uh and just a, a piggyback off of that, I'm actually having an event on May 22nd um, where I'll be teaching what's called hands-only CPR. Oh, and wow. during this event, everybody's just going to get a broad training just on the basics of CPR. So that way you just have the knowledge. I mean, you don't have to be a nurse. You don't have to be a 
doctor you don't have to be anybody in the in the um health profession field to know how to do cpr or to even do cpr but just having okay. general knowledge is what's going to save someone um, so going back to um, me getting started my background uh, my family history that's yeah. also pushed me to try to normalize the practice of CPR because it's so important. I mean, you don't have to be in the hospital, you could be at home. Yeah. You could be in a grocery store, you know, you could be you could work a corporate job and be sitting in your cubicle and something happens to you. And none of your people ever got CPR because they're not nurses or in the health profession. Nobody's gonna be able to help. So, you know, it's really important that everybody has some sort of, you know, part of how to do CPR. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Like, you know, when you when you talk about that, you know, CPR isn't just something that um, someone would think to even learn to do, you know, because I think that uh, I think we get to a point where um, we don't want to think about what may happen as far as negative like something like scary happening to the worst case yeah the worst case scenario right right so we don't think of what we could possibly do if situations like that happening and you know I'm kind of glad I was able to connect with you because you know I have a young a young baby he's one and he's into things (laughs) he's into things and I have like my mom anxiety and you know he'll be like coughing and choke sound like he's choking but he's uh-huh. not but i'm like let me learn some cpr uh-huh. <laughs> just in case he want to think he about to get into stuff because there's only yeah. so much you know that we can do right so yeah yeah i love that i love this how you should thank you for that um so how was it working during the pandemic like did cool. you see did you see like more of a need for cpr training during the pandemic um so most of the people who um, take my training are people who need it for work. And during that time, um, as you know, hospitals were full. So I w- I did have, you know, still an influx of people needing this training because they were starting a new job or, you know, trying to keep their current job. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, we were essential. So it wasn't yeah. like these people were just, oh, okay, we're just gonna take a furlough. They're just gonna be off for a little bit of time. No, they still had to work. Um, so I did have a lot of medical professionals and facilities who were still training. And the struggle with COVID was trying to figure out a way to have these classes, but still, you know, keep the distance. Keep because, the distance. You know, yeah. we didn't really know anything about COVID. It was, you know, so new there, you know, and it was so scary. So we had to try to figure out a way to still provide classes and training to still keep everybody safe. So for a little bit of time, we were able to do virtual trainings, but the main aspect of the training is the hands-on practice. So if you're not able to get that, you're not getting the pool, you're not getting the chance to get comfortable in your skills and in the practice that you're supposed to be doing. So that was a major challenge. Um, and so... My, so I actually, I worked through the American Heart Association um, okay. for my certifications and they are like the top dog on CPR research and all of that. So they were, I mean, you could just tell their gears were turning trying to figure out 
how can we still have our instructors get these trainings out, but still, you know, follow correct procedure and everything for people are getting true certification? So it yeah. was really a big headache. I mean, they would throw something out and have us try it. They didn't like it, so they take it back. And I'd have people like, oh, no, I need this type of training. With mm-hmm. this way, I'm like, no, we're not allowed. Yeah. So I had a, you know, I had some pushback um, as far as that because there were some people who were scared to come out at all. Yeah. Um, there were some people who... Um, you know, we're just like, oh, I'll just, I'll just let it expire. Eventually, they let us kind of you know, space out our deadlines and let uh, certifications lapse, um, and then they could keep, make it back up shortly after. Okay. But that was a big, that was a big hiccup for us. Um, like I had a lot of people on train, but I could only do smaller classes. If yeah. I would have a class, or I could only do it a certain way. Um, so that was a headache for me. It oh, was. Wow. I'm glad to get back. The regular classes, um, but we are able to do virtual classes now, and also blended learning classes. So, um, with the virtual, it is 100% online. Okay. Um, you actually get materials mailed to you, um, so it is a little bit more costly. Obviously, you're getting equipment that you can keep, and it is being shipped to you. Um, and that course is actually only for those are for people who are not medical professionals. Okay. So medical professionals are not allowed to take a 100% virtual course. Um, then the other courses are the blended learning. Those ones, they're half and half. So part of it is online, basically the lecture. And then the second half, you actually go to a class and do your hands-on practice. Um, and again, they want that hands-on practice. Comfortable with those skills because you are a medical professional. You're going to be in the So they want to make sure that you that you have everything you know, up to par. So they at least added those for us. So we were yeah. kind of able to combat that way. Um, but honestly, I'm ready for it to all be gone and the world to get back to normal. Or whatever. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to still try to implement that, you know, learning yeah, we um, are even through the midst of the pandemic, even though we're kind of guess you say we're still in a pandemic, I guess so. <laughs> but still having options to still be able to, you know, help our people because that, you know, like, you know, with the um, with the pandemic, you know, it was people were afraid to kind of connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, you know, makes CPR like even critical too because of you know the things that was going on in the time of the pandemic of people getting sick and it causing it causing other um issues Mm -hmm. um in regards to that so i'm glad you guys were able to still be able to get cpr rolling for people that needed especially especially the uh nurses and doctors that needed to learn it as well so i'm glad to hear that um now is there a difference um, a performing, I'm sorry, a performing uh, CPR with the infant, a child, than it is from performing uh, CPR with an adult. Is there any difference? Yes. So, um, infants and children, uh, their care is a little bit different, um, mainly because we really focus more on their breathing rather than uh, chest compression um, part of it. And that's mainly because uh, most times infant children go into cardiac arrest secondary to a respiratory. Mm-hmm. Most children and infants don't have heart disease. They don't have, you know, 
all those things that us as adults we cause for ourselves later on yeah. you know um so most times it's related back to a respiratory issue for our little ones um now with cpr all of our techniques for adults are the same for children a child is considered age one to eight or one to puberty so we'll still do our hands in the center of their chest i should my mannequins but i'm at home today um (laughs) but our compressions are still in the center of their chest but if you have a smaller child you usually just use one hand versus your two um but infants our technique is completely different our depth is different Mm -hmm. um so taking that that training class we do we go over each of those differences um with each age group uh and as far as infants the age group would be newborn to one years old okay okay wow wow amazing um do you see more um of cpr um needing uh needing cpr for more of like children than adults like who do you see more coming in to get half cpr done on them so mostly adults i'll okay. say um because again um, heart disease is the leading is a leading cause of death yeah. um, and so again heart disease is more prevalent in adults and also more prevalent in african-american adults as well so um i would say mostly adults but it's not to say it doesn't happen with children. Yeah. Um, and it could happen with children. Uh, drowning is a leading cause of death and injury for children. And mm. uh, so that could be a reason why you're having to be on a child. Um, choking um, is a leading cause of death and injury in infants and children, mm. um, three and younger. So you could be doing CPR because of that instance. So it really just, it's, more so case by case, but in general, I would say um, most times CPR is probably having to be done on adults um, just because of our lifestyles um, yeah. and, you know, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, you answered my next question because <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, in what situations is CPR needed? And you were very deaf when it came to that. Yeah. Yeah when it's needed for a child than when it's needed for an adult. So, wow, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Um, Now, um, I do know that you have lost, you did lose your father back in 2020 Mm -hmm. due to cardiac arrest. And again, I am so sorry for your loss. May Allah be pleased with him. Um, Now, knowing the importance of CPR, why is it so critical for one to learn CPR and have that skill? So, um, just a backstory, and I'll say uh, how important it is and how it can really help your life. So, my dad, he um, he had his first heart attack. I want to say he was like 34. Mm. Um, that's very young. Yeah. To have a heart attack. Um, but as I said, it also ran, uh, and his mother passed away from it as well. So, that, you know, that's in the family. Mm-hmm. And so, he had his first one at 34. And he passed away at 58, 58, 59. Yeah. Um, So all of those years, he's had multiple heart attacks. He's had multiple issues with his heart. But every single time that he did have an instance, there was always somebody there who knew how to do CPR. Mm -hmm. So had he not had that, he would have been gone a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so the CPR works. I mean, he... um, 
when he had his last um, incident, um, he was at home and he had CPR performed on him. Um, I was told that he came back too and was able to say, you know, a few words. And then he did end up, you know, going back out. He was able to be transported to the hospital um, and he was still alive for another uh, two days before he did end up passing. And Mm -hmm. I believe it was really just of how weak his heart was. Um, His heart was not strong anymore, especially because of everything that he had been through. Um, Was just finally starting to get himself healthy. Um, But I I really, truly just think it was his heart was just weak by then. So, um, but CPR did, you know, preserve his heart, you know, Um, and as I said, I mean, you never know where you are. Had he been alone at home, he would have died alone at home. Yeah. He wouldn't have even been able to make it to the hospital, you know, for them to even do other measures to try to, you know, get him to survive. So, CPR works. Yeah, it does. And and CPR works because it is actually the act of pumping blood throughout your body. Mm-hmm. Right now, this person's heart can't do that for them, but we're doing CPR to pump the blood throughout their heart for them. Wow. And so, if you don't have anybody or anything to pump that blood, your organs are going to die. Yes. So, that's why we need CPR and that's why we need to know what to do and be able to recognize when we need it as quickly as we can so that we can keep their organs alive and hopefully keep them alive exactly exactly like just learning that and knowing that like you never know where you know you may be somewhere and someone is in need of cpr and there's no one around to assist yeah and it it, i know that was me and i don't know cpr it would kind of make me feel bad like yeah like you know so just knowing that you could literally save someone's life mm-hmm. literally just by learning this skill and it's not yeah. I, I i took cpr um training a long time ago when i used to work um i used to do home health care um and it's 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 an easy class it's not, <laughs> it's, not it's simple it's easy yeah. like hey why not you know we we have, you know, have time to surf the web and do right. all this extra stuff that's not meaningful. Why not learn CPR? Like it's, it's, it's important, especially if you have a little one. Yeah. And I know, and I, like I said to you before, like I'm definitely going to get with you on that because I, I have my little one now and I have my mom anxiety and be like, listen, yeah, like I'll be turning around the corner every time I think he about to like, you know, because there's only so much I can do. You yeah, know, I'm, you know, I can't be under him 24 seven, let yeah. him be a child. But at least I know, you know, like if the situation, if the situation like that was to happen, yeah. you know, I knew, I know what to do because of yeah. Miss Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's, yes. it's just so much better to be proactive rather than reactive, especially with these um, situations because they're so serious. I mean, we have little ones and if they were to choke on something, we don't want to just be holding them screaming and, you know, not knowing what to do. We we are their their protectors. We're their self-protectors. Yes. We're their first line of defense. So if we can't do what we need to do, I mean, not trying to say what good are we, but what good are we? If we well, can't, yeah. you know, if we can't um, provide that for them and do what we need to do or, or have taken that step to be prepared um and and it's not to say that you know even if you take a class anxiety 
is not going to kick in or, you know, something like that. But you have that knowledge. And if you've taken that class more times than not, if you didn't take the class, you would be able to help and you would be able to act when needed. Act. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the thing. Acting. You won't be gonna be just stuck you'll be able right. to know exactly what to do if that situation was to happen wow yeah. thank you for that miss jones yes. so um do you believe that you know teaching our people the importance of cpr has helped you in your healing journey i do um so i i, I was telling you before i don't think i'm all the way healed yet i know yeah. it hasn't even been two years and everything um but it, it's helping me because I feel like I'm really walking in my purpose mm. um with being able to teach people and it's helping me I think to I I, I feel like it's still bringing me closer to my dad as mm. well um because this is exactly you know related to I mean completely directly related to him so um it's definitely helping me in that aspect and then I'm also able to share my story to tell people like this is real it can happen to your dad it can happen to your mom it can happen to it I mean anybody but so close to you we always want to think oh it it won't happen to me Mm -hmm. or not my family until it does happen and so I I like not that I like, but I'm glad I am able to share my story to um, just show people, you know, this is real, but you can be encouraged and you can take those steps to be prepared in case your family is one to have to deal with, deal with this, or, you know, in the instance, maybe you can be the one to help save that life that, that you want to help preserve. Um, so I do think I do think it is helping. Um, it does. It keeps me busy too. Yeah. I know that um, sometimes I do need to slow down and just sit and um, take everything in sometimes. But it does. It keeps me busy. It keeps my mind going um, so that I don't really feel too down all the time. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. feel like I'm I'm still able to go because I have something to say and I have something I want you to learn. Exactly. Um, so that's that. I think that is helping me a lot. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, I, I, I came to realization that, you know, um, sometimes we don't want to go on that journey of healing. Sometimes, you know, we want to, we want to avoid it. Yeah. But, you know, little do we know, you know, it's, it's, it's within our purpose. You know, I, I truly believe that, you know, our purpose is to help others. You know, so if there's any way, anything that you're doing right now that is that is helping someone, like you are really giving back to you, your family, and everyone else you love because you're giving to others. You know, so I love it. I love your story. I'm so glad to have you on the show today, yeah. Ms. Jones. <laughs> um, again, I do apologize for the um, little technical difficulties that we had earlier, but we still rocked out (laughs) yes so um, I would like to thank you again for joining me today Ms. Jones and sharing your healing journey and the importance and value of learning CPR I would also like to thank my amazing healing tribe for joining us today I pray today's episode was informative and valuable to you all 
Also, be sure to give us a feedback, share, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast stations and my YouTube channel, Heal with Angelica Waters Podcast. Also, check out our ebooks on health and wellness and our merchandise in the link in the description. I will also include guest information where you can reach out to my guest, Ms. Taisha Jones. So, Ms. Jones, before we end the show today, do you have any closing remarks for our audience today? Um, I will say, um, if you are in a healing journey, keep going. It is a journey. Um, who knows? I mean, there's not really any true destination. Uh, but you just have to keep on going. Something else may come up. Um, you may you know, get down about something one day, but as long as you keep going, as long as you keep persevering, um, that is where the healing is, as long as you keep on going. Um, also, make sure you learn CPR. Um, I do have classes at least once a week. Um, April and May are pretty, pretty busy for me right now, so I'm only doing one a week. Um, but my schedule, I usually post, um, for each month, like two weeks before. So I'll have my schedule out next week. And if you do need training, um, just get with me. Um, I do group trainings. I do personal trainings, one-on-ones, you know, whatever you're needing. I've done training for a daycare center before where I had the kids come out with their oh, wow. as well. Um, that was really busy, but it was fun and it was cute. So um, <laughs> if you want your kids, you know, to get some sort of idea, my boys are um, three and five. And anytime I have my mannequins around, they're always pretending to do CPR on them, oh, just yeah. watching me. So, <laughs> you know. Little lifesavers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm, it's, it's really, it's so simple. So simple. Toddlers can learn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so definitely um, get into get into learning CPR. Um, I also um, have scrubs available. Um, Angelica will post both of my websites. Um, so we have scrubs all different colors, and um, the joggers are most popular right now. So <laughs> if you sound because they be going fast, but um, but yes, I have everything that you need um, as far as you know health and safety and looking cute doing it <laughs> <laughs> i know that's right miss jones <laughs> well thank you again for joining us today and thank you again my healing tribe for joining us on another episode of heal with angelica waters i cannot wait to see you guys again until then peace and blessings bye everyone thank you bye.